Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm Rolling with Gabe. Sorry for the hiatus. I, you know, I've been having some personal issues, but we're back for at least one episode. I'll be gone for another two weeks, but I got kind of a doozy today. Like uh, right now, I have uh, Amy back for another one. This is gonna be an epic rock episode. <laughs> Hi, Gabe. So, hey, Amy, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm happy to be back. Happy to be filling the mode, ready to do this podcast. Let's get this started. All right. So, Amy, uh, tell me about these epic rock, um, these uh, stories uh, to the audience. They were sort of explaining to me about these concerts that you um, attended and just... Uh, you know, the I've never actually been to a rock concert. Um, like I've been to like a rap concert, and you know, mm -hmm. like just uh, very laid back. But I heard rock concerts were very like can get kind of crazy. Um, yeah, but can you please tell the audience of a little bit about your experiences? And yeah, um, okay, so. I will start with, um, I grew up in a very musical family, not because any of us played instruments, but because my, mo my mom was a really big fan of David Bowie. My dad was a really big fan of punk music and classic rock and like heavier rock. Um, so my dad raised me listening to a lot of like 70s punk, like Iggy and the Stooges, The Cramps, Cosmatics. Yeah. Um, I still gotta check those out. I just know of like Led Zeppelin and like, um, you know, just I'm very spotty when it comes to like knowledge of like the old, old classic rock. But I I love listening listening to like different types of you know, you know. Different types of uh, sound, especially through the eras. Yeah, me too. Um, and I, I also listened to a lot of classic rock growing up. Like my dad listened to a lot of Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Pink Floyd. Um, God, just a ton of stuff. But he yeah, had a Pink very. Pink Floyd is awesome. Yeah, he had a very eclectic taste. So I also heard a lot of new wave. Um, and I was a kid in the early '80s, so punk and new wave were very big at the time. Can can you sort of explain to me what is like new wave? I've I've heard that term, but I don't I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just no I, no no that's fine. I I, I lived through it, so I, I can tell you all about it. Um, okay, so new wave was kind of like it's almost like the pop synthesizer based extension of punk, where it was a little darker, it was a little more cutting edge, it wasn't necessarily mainstream but it had a lighter synthesizer-based feel to it. So yeah. a lot of it was darker, but then some of it kind of branched into like dance music. Yeah. So some of the really big new wave bands that were big in the 80s were like New Order or Depeche Mode. It wasn't the ones like Rock Me On Medeas, like that one, like <laughs> Rock Me On Medeas. Yeah, that one, I don't know if that would be new wave. That one was pretty, I mean, the, during the 80s in general, synthesizers and electric 
sounding music was very popular. So things were were heavy on synthesize, synthesizers without being new Tongue wave. twister. Yes. Um, so it's really kind of like, it's not a clear cut category, but I was raised on kind of all that stuff. Um, but even though, you know, I was really big into 80s pop radio, like I was a kid when Madonna was really popular and Cindy Lauper, you know, all those 80s pop stars were huge on the radio. Um, you have like top, top ones that you listen to, like your top three, I, uh, I'll say. Um, people on the radio yeah. from back then? Yeah. My number one always was Janet Jackson. Yeah? Yeah, just because she seemed very real. Yeah. She was a real kid from Indiana, which, you know, being from Chicago, Indiana's right next it's a state right next door to us. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, I love Madonna because I grew up with her. Um, but then I also liked a lot of the, you know, even though I liked pop music, because that's what I heard on the radio, mm. I really started getting into the punk scene. Mm. So I was drawn more to like Susie and the Banshees, Missing Persons, like kind mm. of the more new wave goth type bands. Oh, so that's like... New Wave is basically changing generation, probably, like, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's always different versions of New Wave. Um, there's even a version of it now called Retro Wave, which mm -hmm. is, like, people using synthesizers and doing, like, electric dance music in that 80s style. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a throwback, basically, to what I grew up with. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, sort of like how music changes today. Like there's a lot of things that you know, rock rock uh, has different forms of today. Like rock uh, went from like eighty style, like you were saying, but right now to like emo, <laughs> emo yeah. rock, and you got all these different types of. Um, I don't want to butcher it, but I remember uh, when I was a little bit younger, I used to listen to a lot of Ever Ever Levine. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was big movement in the emo kind of punk era rock. Like, yeah, she was one of my favorites. Yeah, the stuff I grew up with felt so different. Like, um, you know, having like a classic rock punk kind of background, and then I was also around when the 80s hair rock and the metal scene was really taking off so i grew up with i didn't grow up with mtv because my parents didn't have cable they've never had yeah. cable so i would have to go to other people's houses to watch mtv but i absolutely yeah. loved it and it was like the hair rock and then all the metal bands were so big at the time and my bedroom was absolutely plastered with posters of guns and roses motley Crue. Um, yeah, Skid Row. Can you, get, can you give a, a a feel of like what your room was like when you were a kid? Like, yeah, like. um, it was painted pink because <laughs> I love the color pink. I wanted like a bubblegum pink bedroom. Uh, but then it was also, you know, I had like a typical nineteen eighties girl yeah, bedroom. Yeah, I had a lot of. I was always big into reading, so I had a lot of books. But I was also really, really, really into hair metal. Um, so, uh. Yeah, Guns N' Roses posters, Motley Crue, um, of so many big metal and hair bands I was into. Yeah, my, I grew up with listening to like Metallica, um, 
um, Pantera. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the old, a lot of the old school stuff I learned from my brother, you know. Yeah. But later down the line, I got into what, what would you say, uh, pop rock? I think like mm -hmm. pop, pop, poppy kind of rock. Like I'm talking about like a Green Day, Blink One Eight Two, No Doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. My my taste kind of gradually uh, went towards that that era, like. But I still I still like the classics, you know. Yeah, I, I think a, back and forth. a little bit of everything is good. Like I could never put myself into one kind of category. I even, you know, my Grammy was from the South. She grew up in Tennessee, so I grew up with a lot of Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson. Um, I am now into the Willie Nelson line. I love some Willie Nelson. <laughs> He's great. And I, it's like I have so many musical interests. And, you know, growing up, I listened to a lot of rock and pop and new wave and punk and metal. And then my cousin that I was really close to growing up, um, he was really into NWA, Two Life Crew, yeah. The Ghetto Boys, yeah. um, all of that. So I, I grew up listening to all my stuff but then i knew all the lyrics to two life crew songs yeah um so it was like there was so so many different kinds of music, music. happening in our house yeah it's not just one genre like yeah yeah i i think it's funny through the years like because when i was younger my brother was listening to a lot of like rock kind of like heavy metal kind of you know like you said the hair band yeah you know, era but he gradually changed from rock to like a rap. Like mm -hmm. he transferred from listening to that to listening to like Ice Cube, like you yeah. said, NWA, and um, just, you know, going with the times, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because they, they did end up merging a little bit. Um, and that was something that when rock and rap merged, um, that was something that I didn't really get into because I kind of took a left turn and got really involved in the punk scene yeah. in Chicago. Um, there were a lot of really well-known smaller punk bands that would travel through Chicago. And one of the big ones from Chicago that's like, they still, they're still together. They still perform to this day. Um, they're called Naked Raygun. And they yeah. were, um, I check them out. <laughs> yeah, they were like an earlier Chicago punk band that kind of stood the test of time yeah. um and there were a couple of venues that were all ages so when i was 14 15 16 i was going out to punk shows on the weekends fridays and saturday nights yeah um one of them this is a very well-known chicago all ages venue but it's called the fireside bowl yeah and it's an old bowling alley where they would have punk shows and uh um, wow. like five or six bands would play a night and it was like five bucks to get in. I think those are the best, like small venues. And, yeah. And you're up close and personal with the band, you know? Yeah, I saw a lot of great bands there. It was a really disgusting place. It was like <laughs> really, really run down. It was a, a functioning bowling alley, yeah. but people didn't really bowl there too much. It was mostly used for shows. Yeah. Um, the what, bathrooms were- Would they get wild? Yes. Yeah, people were wild. Um, the whole place was covered in beer. The whole place was sticky. The bathrooms were like. Those are the best kinds, though. Like, you can get the best shows from those. Yeah. Like, 
yeah, they yeah. had the uh, ceilings actually just like this, the drop panel ceilings. Yeah. And, you know, the the bands would like take their guitars and smash them through the ceiling. <laughs> so, yeah, there would be chunks of ceiling falling down on you during the show. That's what you call a real metal bar right there. Heights, it's like going crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I spent my teenage years going to smaller shows like that. But it was cool because there was a lot of um, Southern California punk bands that came through there, East Coast bands. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't even tell you how many bands I saw. In I would I would have really loved to see Sublime like when, mm. before the singer before the singer passed uh, passed away or oh. yeah I would have loved to see Sublime. Yeah, I don't know too much about them because they, you know, being from the Midwest, I know they're a big yeah. Long Beach thing, but yeah. they didn't get too big in the Midwest, or if they did, I it kind of passed yeah. by me. Um, a lot of small bands, you know, like, you know, from, I guess everybody has their own, like, bands that, like, some parts that you won't know of. Like, you probably yeah. know a lot of bands that I have no clue about. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's different for everybody. Um, I ended up, so after all the punk shows in high school, I ended up working at a really well-known shop in Chicago that was kind of like, I guess you could call it a rock shop. We sold music, we sold cool clothes, we sold band t-shirts, um, jewelry. Like, it was where, if there were musicians traveling through town, it yeah. was where they would stop and buy stuff and yeah. i ended up meeting a, a couple of very interesting famous people you see that's that's the part of but that that era that i'm gonna miss because uh, not not nothing against digital just just digital distribution i don't know how to say it. you say it for distribution. me huh? yeah digital distribution um it's just like i think that's what's killing it like because I miss that interaction with the fans to be able to go and get the records and talk about yeah. it and just that whole like camaraderie like yeah it's it's different I don't know if it's worse or better I think there's pros there, and cons to pros all and of cons it. To it yeah it's just it's just different I do miss that too I miss going to like my dad and I used to always go to Tower Records to go CD shopping together. And then once digital music happened, he started buying music online. And I, you know, we kind of stopped going to the record store together. Yeah. This is a part of bonding moment a bit, huh? Yeah, Some sort yeah. Of bonding. Yeah. And especially because he, you know, he introduced me to so many great bands. Um, so it's kind of like something we always did together. And then once things were digital, it just changed. Seeing like... Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's just like there's pros and cons to it. I mean, I mean, we all grow up in different eras. Like my, yeah. like my, your era was probably different than my era too. Like so, because because in my era, that's when they started getting to phase them out. So, in my era, it was so when I was a kid, everything people still had vinyl, but everything was really based on cassette. And then the CD was introduced. And if you were to go out and buy a CD, it would be $25. Yeah. They were so expensive. Um, and so it was mostly CDs and cassettes that people lived off of. Yeah. And then when I was in my 20s, I saw vinyl coming back into play. Like vinyl started. V vinyl is a, uh, very collectible right now. Everybody, like, 
I'm thinking I want to get a just an old school record player and just collect stuff off vinyl. Yeah, to... yeah, it's it's definitely back. Um, I think most people produce their stuff on vinyl nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, I got I got to go to a lot of really great shows. Um, the shop that I worked at, I got I had some really interesting run-ins with musicians. Um, I this was God so many years ago now. Um, I believe it was 1999 mm-hmm. um, when I was working at the shop. Um, the Ozfest tour was happening, and it was the uh, first tour where Black Sabbath had reunited okay. with the original members. And Black Sabbath, awesome band. Check them out. Yeah, Lick another <laughs> another favorite. Um, so they were playing, but there was no way I could have afforded to go yeah. to Ozfest because yeah. it was like you know eighty dollars a ticket or something. And it was at this really, really, really big theater, like way out in the middle of nowhere in the suburbs of Chicago. So I wasn't even planning on going. Yeah. And then I was at work one day, and Rob Zombie came in because him and his wife Sherry used to shop at the shop I worked at. Yeah. They used to buy clothes and stuff there. So he came in with Sherry. Um, he was very kind, very nice. They did how, their shopping. How did you react the first time you saw him? Like, like the first time you saw him, like, like did you, did you have a kick out moment? Like, Rob Zombie's here. Like, I, no, did, did you try to hold it in. Like, no, not, not for me. No, it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge deal for me because I was not like a super fan of his. Okay. Um, and Chicago is the kind of place where musicians were everywhere you would see them at bars so it's kind of like a norm normal yeah like i you wouldn't really geek out on people too much there because you would see famous people all the time um so i didn't have a freak out moment with rob zombie my coworker kind of did yeah and he was very nice when i was ringing him up um him and sherry were buying clothes yeah and um he so the coworker that i was with her name was diana yeah. She was kind of freaking out on him, and he asked, said, are you two going to the show? And I said, oh, God, no, there's no way I could afford that, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, you know, I would have loved to have gone to see Black Sabbath. And um, he said, well, I'll put you guys on the list. Wow, what? Yeah, and I was I kind of, I was like, really? Like, I didn't really believe he was going to do it. Like, um, like, just casual, like, oh, I'm trying to put you guys on the list. But. Yeah, yeah, he was just, he was very generous and uh he took down our names and he said you know saturday night just go to the will call window and your names will be on the list wow and so we got off work and um saturday night we drove way out to this theater you know it's one of those big outdoor amphitheaters and i it's like a two-hour drive or something and how funny sorry to cut you out but how funny like you weren't thinking of going, you're like, oh, it's too expensive, but that that one time, that one moment. Yeah, right place, right time. Yeah. Wow. And it was a crappy job, too. I hated that job. <laughs> but <laughs> but a lot of musicians came in there, so I got a lot of um, hookups. So that's the reason why you stayed, like, even though you didn't like the job, you just liked the people that came in? It was a perk, um, I which, I yeah, I, I have other instances I can tell you about but so Diana and I drove all the way out to that theater yeah it's like a two-hour drive and then we walk up to the window and I gave them my name and her name and she said yep here you are you're on the list and I thought like holy shit like Rob Zombie actually 
came through. Wow. So. Oh my God. Yeah. So we walked up to the front of the theater and we had our seats were like third row center. They were like really, really, really good seats. Oh my God. Yeah. So not only were they really good seats, but so I got to see Rob Zombie play. I got to see Slayer, which was so much better than, you know, I thought it was going to be. Um, cause I wasn't really, I didn't know what to expect, but it was, they were really, really great. Now, can, can you explain how it looked? Cause I never really been to a rock concert. I know it's been a while. I know it's kind of like hazy. I know it's kind of like a hazy memory. Like it's been so long ago, uh, but can you explain a little bit about okay. what you saw? So it depends. Like when you see like a big touring fest like that, um, it's a big stage and it's like, it's almost like a big field where they have assigned seating. So there was like um, a field, but then the, the front area of it has seats. So you pay your ticket price depending on where you, you want your seats to be. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the better yeah. the seat, the higher the ticket. Yeah. And then if you want to pay like 10 bucks, you can sit on the field in the back. Yeah, um, yeah. We ended up getting really good seats because he put us on the list. Yeah. But it's massive. It's like there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, so it's like, you know, you just feel, you definitely feel like you're at a big fest. No, I was, t- I was asking you about this earlier if you were ever in the mosh pit. Cause I heard you can get crazy at rock concerts. Like you can get in a mosh pit, you get stuck. Yeah. So no, I, I wasn't ever really the kind that to get into that because I'm like five one, I'm pretty small. But at big shows like that, that doesn't really happen. Okay. But right. at smaller shows where you don't have assigned seating and it's like a metal band or a punk band, like everybody's trying to get up close and yeah. Yeah, it can get crazy. But I never really got into that um, just because I'm small and I don't want to get the yeah. crap yeah. kicked out of me. Yeah, you could you could go you can get lost in that and never. T- never yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. People have gotten really hurt in that. Yeah. So yeah, um, Rob Zombie was really nice. Uh, he so he got us into that great show. I got to see Black Sabbath. Um, Ozzy was like out of his mind, and he had like a, a hose on stage, and he was like blasting people in the face with water from the side of the stage. Wow! The what? Yeah, it was really funny. Um, yeah, so that job that I was working where I met Rob Zombie, it just was one of those places where touring musicians would pass through. Um, I also met uh, Jello Biafra mm-hmm. from the punk band Zed Kennedy's. Um, I know when I got to check out. I met Nikki Six once. He came in shopping. Ah, Nikki Six. I heard, I heard he was like, I watched the documentary on Netflix. I don't know how accurate that was because I, I heard a lot that 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 uh, documentary they had of them wasn't really that accurate. I'm hearing. Uh, was, I don't know. A lot of it was made up. I don't know if you've seen it. I did. Um, my experience with him was he was actually super super rude. Mm. Um, I mean, I won't go into too much detail, but when I was yeah. working at the shop, he he came in and made a big mess and expected me to pick it up. Be um, a servant or something. Uh, be like. Um, what did you say? Uh, privileged or like 
because yeah. I'm higher than everybody else. And, yeah, he yeah. definitely had a, like a nasty rock star attitude. And then he wanted to buy a pair of pants that he had thrown in in a pile on the floor. And really, yeah. And I told him that he had to go pick them up himself. See, I, see, I don't understand that shit. Like, you're gonna end up like you want to buy this pair of pants, but you end up throwing them on the floor. Like, yeah. The- yeah, he was super. He he pulled a rock star. He probably he, he probably had to be on something. I mean, like. <laughs> maybe I don't know. He was not nice, and I told him to go pick the pants up, and um, he did, and he was not happy that I told him to go pick his pants up. And yeah, then, I'm assuming not. I he, mean, yeah, yeah. He paid for them. That was that. Um, who else have I met? I met the misfits. Um, really. All of them except for Danzig. Um, and you had a really rocking like, <laughs> like adventures in that record store and the uh, the record. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would also have people. We would have musicians come in to do signings. So I also got to meet Henry Rollins when he came in to do a signing. Um, also, with this was just a kind of like a weird coincidence, but the studio that my dad worked in in the eighties. When I was a kid, um, it was like a factory building, a big warehouse space, and the uh, industrial band ministry had the rehearsal spot upstairs. Okay. Um, so they were around a lot when I was ki- when I was a kid. Um, so, you know, it was just kind of like it was in the same area as that shop. Yeah. So that area, you know, there was bars and venues. So it's just a lot of. Um, uh, musicians and famous people floating about like the guys from rancid came in um that's awesome tom petty uh who else lemmy one time was outside of our shop lemmy of motorhead um so i didn't get to meet him but he was standing outside of the shop um and i think i would have been too scared to introduce myself so anyways. most of most of the uh, the rock star the rock stars you've met like have they been cool or like most of them have had attitude or, or like, um, would, would it be split or like? i would say so people okay so like the the punk band naked raygun that i mentioned from chicago from yeah. back in the day yeah. those guys i ended up kind of becoming friends with when yeah. i would grew up and i was of drinking age i would hang out at the bars yeah um we had friends in common so even though they were older than me, I ended up meeting them and they were very normal Midwestern low key kind of people. Mm. Um, so it's like, there are a lot of musicians I've met that are just completely normal people. Yeah. And then there are others who I are just take the fame and to, like to their head. Like, well, I don't even know about that. I just don't know if you, when you meet somebody of like a really high caliber like that, you don't really have a genuine, genuine interaction with them. So you can't really tell anything about them, you know? So it's kind of hard to tell because... But then again, they're so closed off too because they, of what they had to deal with on, a, on probably going to tour, on tour and stuff. Right, right. Because, yeah, it's it's a difficult lifestyle. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't want to say a lot of them were crappy because sometimes you meet famous people and it's for five seconds, you know? And yeah. it's like you say hi and bye. And yeah, then... and it's like they'll... They'll forget you and move on to the next town anyway, so it's not like you're gonna really have a bomb with them. So right. it's like Right. Right. Um, um so yeah, just so I've I've been really lucky. I've been able to go to 
a lot of shows. I got to see uh, a lot of the 80s metal bands when they had reunited. So in the early 90s, there was this trend of uh, like the hair metal bands were getting back together to tour. Yeah. So we used to get always, we, we used to always get free tickets to those shows. So it's like Poison, Motley Crue, whenever wow. those guys would reunite and tour, um, we'd get to see them. Rat. Po- uh, Poison was like, I used to li- love listening to Poison when I was in school. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. I know the Scorpions. Um, I think I saw Def Leppard. For your younger generation, check them out. Go on Spotify. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not going to regret it. Check them out. Yeah, there's been many, many bands I've seen. Um, my Some of my favorites of all time would be Iggy Pop. Was always um, super, super fun. And then The Cramps. Those were probably my most favorite live bands. This is like the fifth time I heard you say Iggy Pop. Like, it's like your top. Like, that's... Yeah, he's 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 a super impressive person. He's an incredible performer. So yeah, whenever you see him live, it's never it's never disappointing. Do you do you ever? I had like when I was a kid, I used to get infatuated with a lot of like singers and stuff. Like I used to have like mini crushes when I was a kid. Have you ever had that that situation where you had like a major crush on like a? rock star or like uh oh yeah so in the 80s during the hair metal scene i wanted to marry all of them like, <laughs> i thought for sure izzy stradlin from guns and roses was the man of my dreams you will be mine oh um, yes you will be mine let's see izzy stradlin and who else um god i think i had crushes on all of the 80s metal guys yeah um yeah, I would say not like a crush crush, but somebody uh, like a male musician I've always really admired would be uh, John Doe, yeah. the guitarist of the band X. Wait, there's a artist named John Doe. Yeah. For real. Yeah, his name is John Doe. So hey, he was from I the punk know. band. I gotta check him out. Yeah, so X was a punk band from LA from the early 80s. They still play. Okay. Um, he has a solo career now, and it's... Uh, a little more acoustic for uh sounding mm-hmm. but yeah i always had kind of like a crush on him yeah you, you have to send me a list of some artists i have to check out okay i mean like, yeah i could do that check them out. um well I'm, I'm, uh time is about to run out amy but on on this closing of this thank you for for this interview it yeah. was a long time uh waiting like i'm glad we got to do this again I'm glad you're back on the show. You Thank know. you. Hopefully we can uh, have another interesting topic to talk about. Um, but thanks again. This is Rolling with Gabe. I'm out. <laughs>